Hello, welcome to the special property podcast. The development boom on the KZN North Coast continues, partly due to the semigration trend and now more people working remotely. Many new projects are in the works on this coastal area of South Africa, and one of the latest to be brought to market is Fairview Estates. It is located on an expansive track of farmland and the development is focusing on traditional farming living, so a sort of farm-themed residential estate. Fairview Estates is the original farm name and on this podcast we are joined by Nick Jordan, the developer, to tell us more. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Thanks, Erin, and thank you for having me today. Nick, before we go to the topic of semigration, tell us a little bit more about Fairview Estates as a development. How was it attached and what's behind the farm living theme, as it were? Mm, thanks, Erin. Yeah, I've, I've been living on the estate here, uh, well, the farm here for since I was six years old. Uh, and my family have been in the area, I think I'm fifth generation um, on the north coast in the farming environment. And um, I just had, you know, we've, we live such a wonderful life here that I was very fortunate enough to enjoy as a child and teenager and, and beyond that being a, the sugarcane farmer as I took over from the family, that uh, I started hatching this idea that I should make this more available to, to more people to make farm living so available. I've always got friends who, who always told me how they used to love coming out to the farm and it's, it happens to be a particularly attractive, beautiful farm. Uh, and on top of it, our locality is is quite special. We sort of uh, 50 minutes from the beach, 12, 15 minutes from the beach, actually. Mm. Uh, 15 minutes from King Sharka, a couple of minutes from the N2, uh, and just outside Belito. So we we really well located that um, it's got potential, or the, the potential is clearly there for people to live a life of being in town, but with the, the wonderful background of living and growing up on a farm. Just a little bit more insight, how large is the estate or the the piece of land and how many residential stands will it ultimately have? Also, what sort of overall investment are we looking at uh, once fully complete? So the estate itself is 480 hectares. uh, And actually, interestingly enough, that's, I think, the similar size. In fact, I think we might be the biggest estate on the north coast, uh, Sabiti is probably the biggest uh, after us, and the new Seed de Laval may be uh, a similar size. But the other interesting thing about it, while there are a couple of thousand homes, as I understand it, in Simbiti, um, Fairview will only have, when we get going, unless people subdivide later, about 96 properties. The other interesting thing about it is they're actually registered agricultural uh, farms. They, they're not really residential at all. The minimum size is a two-hectare property, which is 20,000 square meters. And I always like to put it in terms that people can recognize that that's equivalent of two rugby fields. So it's a very unique offering what we're in a, essentially small holdings in a gated estate. And it's it's so unique that I don't think it'll actually be repeated again, um, location-wise, uh, and the size of properties we have so close to what is an exploding uh, residential and and um, advancing commercial town uh, right on our doorstep. I didn't have this as a question, but I would think uh, within the context of the whole um, you know farm security in South Africa, that also is an advantage for 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 far, Fairview Estate. Absolutely. In fact, uh, we identified security as being one of our, if, in fact, our top priority when we started rolling out the estate. In my original idea of small holdings, I was going to have 15, 20 hectare small holdings, 
and just have you know people sort out their security themselves. And we identified that with farm security being such a, a sensitive subject in the country that we wanted to make sure the whole estate was entirely secure. Uh, with the second phase that we brought in, we then went around and, and fenced the entire property. Uh, we've got a 12-kilometer perimeter fence. We've also taken that fence to a, a higher spec and level than you'll find in most gated estates. We're very proud of our fence. Um, I won't go into detail here. It's hard to explain, but we've essentially got a double layer of security. And I must add, not because our area is unsafe, more just because of the perception of farming and because the 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 properties are slightly bigger. There's a bit more space between the houses uh, and farms and that. So we just identified that we wanted to make sure security is top-notch on the estate. Thanks for that, Nick. Turning to semigration, how is Fairview Estates planning to leverage off this so-called, uh, or this trend? Semigration is big in South Africa, particularly to uh, the KZN North Coast and uh, several towns in the Western Cape. It was happening in South Africa even pre-COVID. Yes, absolutely. It's been so interesting to watch the development of Belita over the last uh, sort of even eight years. It was probably around that sort of period uh, we started getting more and more people moving down from Joburg and, and as we call it these days, semigrating and some guys literally moving and relocating and building businesses here and other guys commuting for a day or two each week or a couple of days a month to Joburg mm. uh, for their business. But having the advantage of our very short commute time of one hour between Joburg and, and Durban. And um, and obviously the advantage of what I believe is the most magnificent corner uh, for living in in the world. I've done a fair bit of traveling. I'm not going to pretend I've been to every potential place, but I've actually yet to find a place that I would like to live in that offers as much as our little corner of the North Coast does. Now that we kind of are post-COVID, many would say, the pandemic has accelerated the whole work from home and remote working trend too. Um, I guess that bolsters the whole concept of semigration and uh, what you are trying to achieve with your new development there and maybe leveraging off it. Yeah, in fact, I think it goes even further than that. So work from home has become a much more acceptable way of existing. I think there's many guys I spoke about just now who used to commute to Joburg have now dropped two or three of the monthly commutes depending on what they were doing and uh, doing more online where I think they wouldn't have got away with it or rather, let me put it, was less sort of common or acceptable to do that. Now everyone's much more open to online meetings, et cetera, and, and working remotely. But it goes to another level which we realized with COVID and, and dare I say our failing municipal structures these days where our estate is going to be very much uh, off-grid, we, we currently do depend on external uh, electricity from uh, KDM, our local municipality, which is obviously ESCAM electricity. But we are working hard without promising anything yet because it's not finalised on a solar uh, farm to supply the estate. That's uh, one of the next projects we're going to be looking at uh, developing into the estate. Our water, domestic waters, all borehole-fed and internal uh, we even provide irrigation to the farms. We've got an irrigation allotment which we give to each of the properties. So now we we slowly start getting away from dependency and the last thing was septic tanks are all on the properties as opposed to relying on sewage from service providers. And the other point that comes out of it is there's a whole element of self-sufficiency which is wonderful in times of COVID when there's panic buying and whatever else is going on. So, you know, the the joy and the luxury of, of being able to grow your own vegetables in the garden doing it organically or, or biologically, as we call it. Keeping chickens, we've got 10 chickens in the garden. We get collect eggs from them every day. All our mm-hmm. kitchen scraps go there. 
we actually coined a phrase for Fairview called artisan living. And it describes that sort of back to nature, back to roots, um, wholesome living that, that we, we, is the ethos of our state. Um, and COVID, I think, highlighted that too. The, 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 we all want to be eating our produce close to home and as much coming from the garden as possible and not depending on shops and, and supplies of these things. Well, you are a farmer. Um, I'm sure you are close to nature, but it also has a sustainability aspect there, uh, but uh, it's not necessarily an ESG thing for you. Interestingly enough, what you mentioned there was very interesting because I had a question around the whole self-sustainability and that sort of thing. On that topic, we'll come back to to semigration and the location. But um, I see on your website you talk about macadamia nut cultivation as a possibility as well to get some income on the side as uh, if you're an investor there as well. Yeah, that's correct. It's a, it's a great initiative. We We started up with my partners. Um, we established a macadamia carp called Fairview Macadamia Carp. And um, the role of the carp is to enable farmers to come onto the estate. So a farmer could buy a two-hectare site, and provided he can fit one hectare as a minimum size of macadamias, he will get all the um, cost-effectiveness of a commercial farm through the carp, which is obviously run at cost. And the carp with a highly skilled uh, farmer or farm manager will run his one hectare site for him as part of a big operation. I think we are currently on 50 or 60 hectares already in the ground of macadamias. And um, many of our farmers have gone for that route. We we call them farmers. They're obviously farm owners. And (laughs) some of them will be farmers through the co-op. Some will be farmers in their own right if they want to do something else. And many of them are just farm owners in that um, they may just have a house and just enjoy the grounds. Uh, of a two-hectare site. But yeah, it's it's been a wonderful opportunity and it's actually surprised me how well taken up it was. I think there's something people love about, there's a natural call we all have towards farming and farm lifestyle. It's almost instinctive in all of us. Uh, and the MacCarp has enabled people without becoming experts in farming and having to learn all about farming Macs to unlock that in their own yard. And obviously, the potential of earning some significant revenues which will contribute to the living expenses over the years Mm. um, is is a great advantage and incentive for everybody. Very innovative there. Going back to semigration, a key driver of the boom on the KZN North Coast and semigration to this part of the world is the development of Kinshaka International Airport, which opened in 2010. Perhaps you want to talk a little bit more about this and the location of the estate in the context of King Shaka and the boom town of Belito. Thanks, Serena. I think King Shaka certainly did uh, have a, a big role to play in our in the booming of of Belito. Interesting enough, uh, Belito was was named by Afrasia as SA, in SA's wealth report in 2019 as the fastest growing wealth market in South Africa. The advantage of having the airport so close, which is is it's only a 15-minute drive door to door. If I go to the airport now, it's right on our doorstep. It's been a, a catalyst for a lot of industry and business in the area. And Belito itself, the whole access to the N2. Uh, the other thing has changed in Belito is industry has boomed in Belito. There's many people moving up, from, even from Durban, coming north now. Probably 15 years ago, if I needed some tractor spares or something like that, I'd have to head off to uh, Durban for some parts. Now we've got every service uh, industry 
right now doorstep. And it's made an amazing difference to, to doing business and operating on the North Coast. Definitely supporting the whole uh, boom uh, from a commercial property perspective there. Nick, going back to your website, I, 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 one of the other things I saw was the interesting mention that the developers, and you already mentioned it in the beginning of the interview, that the developers, including yourself, are staying on the estate or plan to stay if you're not already there. Who are your partners? And perhaps you want to talk about um, this and, and what's behind that, because you, you seem it's not a case of buying into it. You're already part of it. Yeah, so it's always been my intention to to develop the estate around where I live. I've retained a 20-hectare site in the middle of the state, and, and I'll be, um, I've already got some macadamias on it through the carp, and I'll be doing more as I uh, remove the sugar cane, which is what's on there currently. My partners purchased one of my first 20 hectare sites in my first phase, and they loved it so much they negotiated to purchase a small farm next door, and then approached me to ask if they could join into the state as they were just so impressed with the sort of concept that I'd come up with. So my partners, Nick Leach and Liesl Fenter, have been a massive part in in the success of the estate and uh, developing us to where we are now with uh, the concepts and everything that that I started. They also are absolutely going to be living in the estate. It's uh, it's an unusual thing, I'm told. I'm still not used to the developer title. I always think of myself as a farmer, but I'm told developers don't often want to live in their developments in the long term, but uh, this is contrary. Uh, um, We're all very excited about living here and building an ethos and a culture uh, of the people who've followed us into the state and, and invested in our um, sort of aspirations and dreams, which is one where we want to live for the rest of our life and have our, our kids come and live here with their kids. You know, it's, a, mm. it's definitely a long-term interest we have. It's not just a, a money-making business, if I can put it like that. Nick, what will make uh, Fairview different from other farm team estates? I suppose you've already highlighted some of this. But uh, not just what will make it different or what makes it different. What are some of the other facilities planned either for the estate or that people buying in will benefit from the surrounding area? So the, the North Coast is such a, uh, it's got such a wonderful climate. We've also very fortunate to have hollow trails uh, on our doorstep. In fact, the trails come through the estate. That's part of the, the offering we have. Mm-hmm. And they curate the trails here. So our whole lifestyle North Coast is very much outdoors. Uh, nobody entertains indoors. We're always sitting on our verandas or lawns, and, and it's a very active lifestyle that, that everyone does here. The other unique thing about Fairview is that I like to sort of think of us as what Santon was 20 years ago. I'm told that Santon was, obviously it was originally a farm and there was nothing there. Fairview is, in our MOI on the estate, is we cannot, the zoning has to remain agriculture. It can't be changed unless by a majority vote of 75% of the membership. Mm. So this will always be agricultural zoning. The minimum size that someone could do is go down to one hectare and more than likely will be forced to stay at two hectares just because there's not much benefit in going smaller. Mm. So we're forever going to be uh, these large properties uh, right on the edge of a well-developed area with all the services, but you hardly would note in when in the little valleys and the farms and down the stream or in the forest, you wouldn't even know that you're sort of in the heart of all this commercial facilities around you because you've got this unique little quiet spot in the middle of, of the countryside, you know, on the small farm. And uh, I don't think with our location and climate, I don't see this ever being repeated, even within 50 kilometers here. I don't see any farm or property who could match what we've done 
I don't think it can be happen again. Someone might prove me wrong, but I think it's totally unique. There's a lovely saying that there's only so much beachfront property that's ever made and that you can never go wrong buying beachfront even if it's at a premium. I think a similar thing applies here is that there's only going to be so many farming estates in the country and I don't believe there'll be any more in our immediate vicinity on the North Coast, which makes it a, a wonderful uh, aspiration to grab a hold of while it's available. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a unique, an absolutely unique estate once we complete it. It already is. Nick, Fairview, I've mentioned that it's just come to market, but there has been initial phase. What will be part of, uh, what's the rollout plan of the next phase? And what has the interest been in the estate itself? from an investor perspective. Yes, Sarin, thanks for that. It's an interesting one. We, the first phase was, was originally going to, going to be 15, 20 hectare sites. And as I said, I took six of them out of that and I re-subdivided them to make these smaller ones and we added in uh, my partner's property. The result is there's 96 properties on the estate. The first phase was sold out, so those are the nine 20 hectare sites were sold out. We're now 65% sold out on our second phase. Um, some of the properties aren't available yet. So the nice thing for, for people who, who are going to have a look and see if this is something that they would like to aspire to, um, we have some properties which will still be held back in the second phase while I have a composed operation, which I've got to close down to make uh, to, to vacate those some of those sites. Mm. I've got two old quarries I need to um, rehabilitate, which will become sites. So there's about 11 sites which aren't going to be available for another a year to 18 months. So we've actually been blown away by the response to to what we're offering. There's no question it's it's a very aspirational way of living, and we've seen that from our buyers. And what actually surprised us, we expected more Joburg people to, to come through. And yet in the early days, and I suppose it might have been influenced by COVID and people traveling a bit less, we were so surprised at how many local people already resident in the Belita area in some of the estates locally um, we're our first adopters. And I, th- I think having thought about it for a bit, I think it's because they understood the product. Uh, they've seen it by cycling and running through on the trails. They know where we are. They understand what it means to be this close, but just outside of Belita, whereas, whereas in the earlier days, people from further afield, you know, you see a farm outside Belita, mm-hmm. what does it mean? Is it 20 k's away? Is it 30 minutes drive? Um but subsequent to that, we're now seeing a lot more Johannesburg people coming in um, and choosing this as their place to relocate from Joburg. I, there seems to be a bit of a run on Joburg at the moment. I don't know if you're seeing that living up there. Well, there has been talk about it, but I think also that uh, semigration where maybe the family is there and the dad or the mama are transiting between Belito or the North Coast and, and Johannesburg. Nick, we will have to leave it there. That was Nick Jordan developer behind Fairview Estates.